Hello and welcome back to the Limitless Podcast. Uh, my name's Jack. I'm Casp. Um, we're here for episode two. Welcome. Welcome back. So on this episode today, we're going to talk about mindset and how important it is moving forward to have it. To have a mind, <laughs> to have it set is very important. <laughs> so you probably remember on the last episode we had, uh, we were talking about running a marathon with no training or limited training and uh christ well yesterday we shot that episode on monday um i said i'd do it for thursday yesterday was thursday and i did it so i I took some video actually on my way around i sort of checked in at the start and then every five miles until the end um so i'll literally i'll run that now have a watch see what you think but I, i did complete it my time was four hours and 34 minutes in the end um but yeah so that'll play now check it out basically so everybody knows i've never run a marathon before never run a half marathon either actually so today's a first been running for about a month but nothing over eight miles i'm actually i have no running shorts so i'm currently wearing my swimming trunks oh, not a good look i also didn't have a backpack so i'm now wearing a body warmer on the warmest day this year i've got some energy gels with me got my headphones i mean how hot can 26 miles really be okay i'm at the starting line i've got my lucas aid gonna give this a crack every five miles I'll check in let you know how I'm getting on I'm getting a bit nervous now but I reckon I can do it Okay, I just hit mile five of the marathon. I've got a guy in front of me who's setting the pace. Been running with him for about another two miles now. He's keeping me in a good pace. About 8.46 per mile. Just started to hit my stride. Incredibly hot, but um, not feeling too bad yet. Legs are right. See how I can get on. I'm starting to look a bit, a bit like I'm dying, but nothing's changed there. Alright, see you in my town. Okay, I just hit mile 10. Got a little bit of pain in the left knee. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna have one of these goop pods. Energy gels. Oh dear, it's going everywhere. 
it in the wrong place. It's now covered in sticky shit. Watch this off. My water bottle. Alright, see it, Mark 15. Okay, I've just hit the mile 15. I'm not sure whether I've hit the wall, but I certainly hit something. The legs are super heavy. Get pretty hard to pick them up. I just start to think about running and the pace has slowed down a bit. Just had another one of those energy jumps, so hopefully that'll pick me up a bit, but yeah, let's rock on. Mile 15, see it mile 20. Let's go. Right, I've just done mile 20. It's the fucking hardest thing I've definitely ever done in my life. It's no joke. I'm just taking a rest in the shade just fill my water up yeah, about 10 seconds here and then try and smash through to 25 26. For the last two miles, three miles, I could barely just, I was just dragging my, my feet along, trying to walk. But yeah, it's my first marathon. Okay, so from, from watching that footage there, how was the first half for you? First half was um, not too tough at all. So when going into it, I, the reason I took up the challenge of doing the marathon was because I thought, I'm, I'm a fit guy, I do exercise, I'll be able to do it easy. I just thought marathon, that'd be easy. It would be, take a long time, but I thought I'd be no trouble. Um, so the first half was exactly that. I was running, I had a few energy gels, um, I had a water bottle with me I was filling up as I was running down the beach. Um, so that was fine. Yeah. Up to, up to the, f the half marathon, I could do half marathon quite easily. It took me about two hours. So I was on track to do my sub four yeah. hour full marathon. Um, so the, the first bit was absolutely fine around the sort of mile 10. Uh, you just start feeling a little bit heavy in the legs, but nothing unusual, no, no issues at all, really no problems with the breathing. I was running a good pace. So yeah, up, up the first half of the marathon, it was good. And I was thinking, well, I'm going to smash Feeling confident. This. Feeling First 13 confident. miles. Mine, Feeling like you could do another 13 easily. You had that in the tank. Would you say you just felt like you had that energy? Exactly. I had the energy with me. I think it's something to do with the glycogen in the muscles, whatever. I've still had high glycogen levels. I've yeah. had, my, had my Lucas Aid. I've had a few energy gels. I was feeling quite good. I had an English breakfast muffin before I went. Tasty. Lovely. With um, a bit of Marmite to give you that energy. Jam and cream scones. <laughs> But yeah, so I had that and I was feeling good. I thought, yeah, I'm going to smash this easily. And then I hit 
uh, as you probably saw in the video, I hit mile 15. That's when it kicked in, wasn't it? That's when you hit the proverbial wall. Yeah, so say. in that video, I say at mile 15, I, I'm not sure whether I've hit the wall or not. I, I think it comes in two stages. Well, it certainly did for me because it came a point where the energy gels just weren't working anymore. They weren't giving me any more energy. Right. So I don't know what that was. I was still drinking water, but it had gotten hot. I mean, it was the hottest day that we've had. Yeah, you didn't have to choose a day for it. To yeah, be fair. 23 degrees. Because obviously, I think in a marathon, you want that relaxed condition, like not too much wind, just a bit of a chill, nice calm weather, maybe like grey skies. Maybe. Pretty ideal for running, isn't it? Perfect, yeah. And I had this body warmer on because I didn't have a backpack. So I had a yeah. body warmer on to store the energy gels in. And at mile 15, I was drinking, I was having those, and I was thinking, my, my legs just feel like, I'm starting to have to think about the running, think about putting one foot in front yep. of the other. And my mind was, for the first time, starting to think, like, negatively. So I was starting to get a few negative thoughts. But the music wasn't doing much. I wasn't really listening to my music What anymore. were you listening to? Heavy metal? I had, um, I had a marathon playlist on. Yeah. I literally just typed it in, and it came up with a playlist, Marathon Motivation, to be fair to it, it had some bangers on there. But and I was thinking this playlist, this marathon motivation, it's gonna be at least four hours long. I think it's fucking two hours long. I know. So what, it turned off. I mean, what would you say would be your your top definitely your top track for running to that just helps you keep pushing, keeps you motivated? I just um, makes you feel like you don't wanna stop. I love smashing on uh, Feel Good Ink by the Gorillas. Yeah. I love that song. That came on a few times actually. Um, was listening to that, but the mile 15, I couldn't concentrate on my music really anymore. Yeah, and I was starting to feel the pain, and, and I was starting to think I'm actually a really long way away from where I actually live. So I was thinking, I can't fucking stop because I can't actually yeah, get it's home. Like, is it time to call my mum now or what? Yeah, I was thinking, uh, but in my head, because I'd said it on here, yeah, I was thinking, there's no, I d there's just no possibility that I can give it up. I can't give it up. So with that, with obviously thinking about mindset, do you feel like you were driven by fear there? Not fear of, yeah, a certain type of fear, definitely the fear of failure. Not being scared. Not scared. I wasn't saying scared. You were scared of... I wasn't scared of injury. There was no, I wasn't really scared of getting too tired or any anything like that. I knew none of that would happen, but I was, I was thinking I'd be scared if I didn't complete this. Because it's kind of tough. If you said it, if you mentioned it, especially I'd mentioned it on a podcast. I was thinking, I've got to just come on next episode and say, oh, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, it's the it, anticipation and the fact you've got something to, to prove, ultimately. I think that actually gives you a little bit of nervous nervousness as well that can take a bit of energy out of you. Yeah. There certainly was a little bit of nervousness around it, even though I was just running it by myself with no one watching. Um, and I, I did, yeah, the heat started to get to me at mile 15. I was running along, and I, I, we said on the podcast I'd run it without stopping or without any walking. That, uh, for me personally, was not was not possible. I mean, I didn't stop for any length of time, but there were points where I had to, on after mile 15, I'd had to stop behind a beach hut on the run on the beach, and I'd have to have an energy gel and a bit of water, put yeah. it on my neck, on my face, just to cool down, because I was running direct sun, and then I would continue. Um, got to mile 21, and I'd gone past the pier in Bournemouth, and uh, I was coming up to the bit around the gardens where I was a bit more shaded. And by this point, I was running, and then I literally could my too much lactic acid in the muscles. I could no longer run. I was starting to walk, and I was in a lot of pain. My whole back was like cramping up. 
Um, Christ. I couldn't really keep my head up. I, my neck was, was really sore. I was looking at the ground a lot. Decapitated. I was decapitated. That was the problem. Jesus. My head had come off. Um, <laughs> Fully. <laughs> yeah, my head had come off. But yeah, the, up at that point, I, I actually went past two ladies uh, out for a, like a speed walk. Oh, yeah. And I sort of jogged past them looking bad. And they were like, <laughs> oh, hurry up. Go on, keep jogging, go faster. Oh, a and bit I, of motivational I speed. I, I had my phone in my hand that had yeah. like 23 miles on it. I said, yeah. it's my 23rd mile. I'm running a marathon. They went, oh, well done. They nice. gave me a good clap. And I saw them again on my lap yeah. around the thing. They clapped me every time. So Did you get their numbers? I didn't get their numbers. No, they were oh, God, probably uh, 60, 70 years Where's old. Where's your game? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about anything. I was thinking maybe my mind would be, it would be a good race to go and think about other things and that I'd just get lost in it and suddenly I'd done 26 miles but to be honest I don't know how other people feel that have done a marathon but I could think about nothing but each mile each step there was no my mind was just thinking you should be giving up now this is really hurting and I was just going no you can't give up now because you've told everyone that you'll do it and um I always think that like because I've never run a marathon myself done like half marathons and like you say you don't necessarily hit that wall until the 15th mile so with me doing like 13 miles I've never really got to a point where I've hit that that point where I can't continue like I've always found it okay and yeah quite quite a good thing to do I mean with the mindset side yeah I've always been driven by something so I've always pictured that in my head like this as a goal that I want to achieve. And that's all I've been thinking about constantly throughout the time I'm running. But obviously you've mentioned when we've had a conversation about it that your head was almost blank, like you're almost zen. I, I have one thing that I relate back to all of my fitness and, and anything that I do in regards to training. And that is for me, um, I will tell myself, this is finishing this race or doing this last rep or completing something that I'm doing, whether it be a run or a cycle or anything, and pushing myself to the limit without stopping, I'll say to myself, if you can't do this right now, you, you will never achieve anything in your life. And it's a harsh way of looking at it. It's a good way of looking at it but on in the some o- respects, definitely. Yeah, and on the other side of that sword, I say, if you can do this, if you can finish this right now, you will be successful. You will achieve everything you want to do in your life if you can finish this race. And it just gives me no option. Because I think if I, I genuinely think if I don't finish this, I'm fucking up my entire future. So that's how I, ke- that's yeah. how I keep myself yeah. in the game. That's how I kept myself that's in the heavy, game. That's heavy, man. Race. That's heavy. To put that much pressure on your own shoulders, no one else is putting that pressure on you. No. Like you've got no other expectations from anyone else, but you're deciding consciously that you're going to say, if I don't do this, I'm accountable for that. And yeah. I think that's a big point in general. Just holding yourself accountable. The reason why I do that is because in other parts of life, it's quite hard to control things. But one thing that you can control very easily is a run or some sort of exercise. So if you're in full control of it, then it's all down to you. And if I tie it to the rest of my life, it makes me feel better. And it makes me feel like I can achieve more. That's why I do it. Because you can say to yourself, like, I'm going to do a certain thing. It might be related to your business. It might be related to making money. You can say, oh, I'm going to make 100 grand this year. I'm going to make a million pounds this year. But there's a lot of external factors that decide whether or not you can do that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible. And I think having the mindset to get there is, is very important. But 
one thing you can do to help yourself along the way is show your mind and show yourself that you can achieve things that you're in control of and you build that confidence yeah and you start to build it from so i build it from the small things like exercise and then i hope it spills out into other things in business where i might not be so sure of myself it's definitely a transferable skill i'd say then from the way you've explained that i mean the important takeaway that i've just thought from that as well something that i do is a lot of people do things to prove to others like taking it to, in the most basic form we're talking about buying a rolly buying a rolex to impress someone else but with exercise it works the same way like you watch someone in the olympics you have utmost respect for them you see them achieving and you in turn are inspired by them and you want to be them yeah with you doing exercise challenges like this if you're doing it for yourself or to prove it to your family yeah. or your friends then it's quite an honorable reason to do it i think it and then the, the good feedback you get from that when people are impressed yeah. and they're literally shocked that you've done it and they all the haters out there all the doubters they're like you will not do this you go oh i'm running a marathon today yeah. you know what you will not do that yeah and people it's just like, like doing that People love doing that. People yeah. love just dragging others down. If you switch your mindset, like you said, you can use that as fuel. So you basically, yeah. when someone yeah. says that to you, it it's is, like I'm going to show you it's fuel to the fire. But I do also think like you can use that. It can be a very good tool to use that sort of ego-based fear of I'm not going to impress someone else. But I think deep down, the biggest part you have to have is you have to do it for you. Otherwise, because when you're out there, especially for me, it's only me out there. There's only me and the run. There's yeah. only me and the exercise. Yeah. It's very pure. Um, there's no one else there. So it's very easy in those moments when no one's there to give up if you're only based on ego. So a lot yeah. of it has to come from also pride for yourself. It's like you're exposed in that situation. You're vulnerable. No one else is going to run it for you. No one's going to hold your hand or put you on the back of their golf caddy and take you the next 10 miles. No. You've got to do that yourself. So you, like you say, it's interesting that it's judged by miles because yeah. you get to a certain point it, for you, it was like 15 miles, let's say. Yeah. Get to that point where you think you probably can't go on or your body's telling you no. It's, that's when the mind takes over and you propel yourself forward. Mind's a brilliant tool when it's harnessed like that. And yeah. Once you've done that, you then relate that to other aspects of your life. Exactly. Be it business, anything like that. Yeah. You know you, you can be unstoppable and limitless Definitely. from that. Because when you've impressed yourself, like in that respect, when I look back and I thought, wow, 26... Mars, it's a long way. I'm, I'm very happy that I've done that. Um, but then you can go, if, you're, if you've got a simple tool, a simple task, but it's in something else that might not be fitness related, you can go, well, mate, you've run a marathon. What yeah. the hell are you worried about? I mean, you, you managed to run a marathon. You can get over this simple task and you can bring it back and, and use it in that way. So I think that's important. And I think that's why exercise is such a vital thing in discovering your mindset. And uh, David Goggins actually brings up in his book that I've been reading, it's all about callousing the mind. So you use the gym, your hands get calluses on yeah. them from lifting weights, uh, you become stronger. Same with your mind. You've got to take your mind to those points where it wants to give up and that voice comes out in the back of your head that tells you you can't do it, you're not good enough, and then you tell it no. And after doing it a few times, your mind becomes stronger and it starts to understand that it is capable. And I think that's really the only thing that ever holds us back, truly, 
I, I actually believe this. Yeah. It's your, it's your own mind. I do too. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And that's a good sentiment as well because the way I look at it is like if you don't exercise and you don't nourish and provide activity to your brain, it just turns to stone. It becomes you know, weak. It just becomes comfortable. It doesn't challenge itself. Um, and it's just become, it becomes weak and your life stays the same. So I think part of that breaking out of the mold, starting to find that better life, become limitless, as we say, um, is, is about controlling that mind and having that positive self-talk and understanding that it's capable yeah. of good things. Because yeah. it's important to, to know as well, with positive thoughts, it's good if they come from yourself. And looking yourself in the mirror, however stupid that may sound, that is actually quite a good tool to use and just shout at yourself, just say, I am great. These yeah. positive affirmations, yeah. tell yourself that. As opposed to another form of positivity, you're looking at, let's say, on social media, you're looking at inspirational posts, motivational yeah. posts. I personally don't believe in that. I, I just think that's a bit of a diversion tactic. I think if you're literally physically telling yourself, I am good, I am capable of this, yeah. I have the potential, I will succeed. You keep telling yourself that, it just comes along, it just naturally falls into place. Just keep that mindset up. Definitely. I think the weird thing is, in regards to mindset, people don't realise that they're not the centre of everyone else's attention. So people are scared. Yeah, no one cares about yeah, you. No, it's Literally, sad. no one thinks about you. And it sounds bad to say it like that, but it's, it's actually a good thing. It is a good thing because so many people are limited because they believe that everybody in the world is looking at what they're going to do. So they might, especially actually just for me, putting that podcast out, uh, the last episode, I, I was thinking a lot when you have these talks in your brain where they go, don't put that out. Someone, someone might not like it. This isn't going to be good. Loads of bullshit, basically. Um, but then you put it out and none of that happens and people like it. It was really recepted nicely from people and there were some great comments on there. Um, and it's just like the only person that was holding me back was, was me because I thought yeah. everyone else would be bothered. But people either don't watch it or if they do, they like it. And yeah. if they don't like it, they watched it. <laughs> so it must have something, even if it's not good. Even if someone hates it, yeah. they've still given you their time. I mean, you could be the most docile, placid person in the world with literally zero opinion about yeah. anything. Zero political views. No, like no drive, no passion about talking about anything. A people pleaser, basically. But still, someone's going to hate you. You might as well not be liked for having your own opinion and be yourself than not yeah. be liked for being placid and not being happy with yourself because you don't... Yeah, at least you've opinion. been... I mean, at least you've been true to yourself, ultimately. Mm. And you can say that if something happens, at least I was true to myself. Where do you think... Mo motivation comes from I think it's got to come from within I think it has to I think you can use the visuals you've got like you can have idols like Bruce Lee things like that and use people like that to get yourself motivated but ultimately it's all down to you yeah that's it you can't you can't rely on anyone else for motivation you can you can hang around with people that bring you up, definitely. Yeah. So choosing your friend circle, uh, getting rid of the people that aren't guiding you and moving you forward. And then you've got to make that decision. Have I got the time to invest in this person to try and bring them up? Are they worth it? And if the answer is no to that, 
then drop them. Drop them. Because I think some, the, I think on the other side of that, sometimes it's hard for people because they say you end up like the people you're around, find new friends. It's a tough thing to do. I mean, you can say it all you want, but it's hard because you you're naturally around a lot of people. So I think the first portal call, if if you are stuck like that and you're not immediately going to be mixing in better circles, is um try and have a serious conversation about what makes you unhappy with these other people that you are around a lot, even if yeah. they're your friends, your family, and try and try and figure out what it is they want to achieve and see if you can bring them up as well. Because if you can, yeah, then then that could be a good solution because you might just end up with, you might ditch all your friends because people say to you, oh, find a better circle. But it, it can be really tough because you might not yeah. have a better circle right around you. It might be where you live. Um, so you might want to just give a little bit of a try into figuring out other people bringing them up with you and yeah i think that in turn actually helps you learn a fair bit about yourself yeah there's like a secondary positive that comes from that because you may be depressed yourself and then but you decide to help someone else who's also in a similar situation and is depressed and you offer really sound advice and you tell them you know not just get your act together you literally talk through the steps to try to make them a little bit more happy support them give them that support that they need that they may never have had in their life. Yeah. And then from that, you feel like you've actually done something productive with your life. You've you've uh, mentored someone or just said the right thing that was natural to say. It wasn't like you thought about it, premeditated it. You've literally just brought someone up and that gives you a good good feeling. It, it's almost like your energy is positive. Yeah. It's like you've you've been brought up from that. But one thing I wanted to say was we talked about this the other day is that victim mindset and the yeah. it's all okay mentality that is sort of rife within society at the moment. So people might say to you, it's okay to lose. It's okay to lose. It's fine. Don't worry yeah, about you it. All the time. Or, or if someone says, or if you're, if someone's overweight, they'll say, Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You look great. And um, yep. and it's that it's all okay mentality. Or someone might say, "I'm depressed." And they go, "No, don't worry, it's all that's, okay." That's the major one. It's we wanted to say something just about the fact that it's not okay. Not that it's not okay to be overweight. Not that it's not okay to be depressed. We understand that those are natural things, but it isn't okay to tell someone that that's all fine. There needs to be a step or some action made to snap out of that victim mentality yeah. and start making yourself happy. Because to live life and be unhappy with your weight or the way your body is or being happy with your depression. It doesn't fucking help you if people keep telling you that's okay. It just makes you think, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm meant to be miserable. I need to find... Yeah, it's just affirming that yeah. you're supposed to be sad all your life. I think, you you know, if you, you're feeling like that, you'll feel help depressed. Let's use that as an example. You feel helpless, like there's nothing, no one to turn to. And then you might build up for... You might obviously have a lot of anxiety as well build up for three weeks to speak to someone about it and finally think right i'm gonna get this off your chest because yeah. i know a lot of people say talking about it is a, a big thing talking is uh, brilliant i'd yeah. say that's the best tool you can have and you definitely feel that you can offload if you get it out to someone else you that's that's a weight of your shoulders instantly so that's always the for the first port of call if you're feeling down just to talk about it Problem is with that though, you could have built up for three weeks about thinking, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna spill my guts here. I'm gonna tell someone everything. I'm happy to I'm happy to um, obviously speak about how sad I feel. <laughs> it's true though. I'm gonna it's shit true. myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Literally all over the carpet. <laughs> and you, then they say, got... <laughs> "Well, you've got it's well, all yeah. okay." Uh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> I've just done three weeks trying to come to you to talk about this so I can fucking sort myself out. Yeah. And everyone's reassuring me when I just need to be fucking slapped in the face a little bit and yeah. fucking sort myself out. I just need a out. bit of tough love. Like, yeah. Just need that support. You have to wipe away all that feeling of there's been things in my life that have led me on a path that I'm not as lucky as other people. I haven't had as many chances. Something happened here or I fucked up there and now yeah. my life's shit. You've got to wipe all that away. Get rid of it, because at the time you did everything that you could. You did the best that you could at the time. You didn't. You didn't mean to do whatever you've done. So you've got to wipe that away, and you just got to start, and you just got to chip away bit by bit, become yeah. positive, and bringing it back to the exercise. A fantastic way to start doing that is is to start with exercise, because yeah. I think that that yeah. works wonders. Just in the whole mindset, depression, any of that, it really it seems helps. to be like uh, exercise is a form of escapism as well, because mm. it's like if you are having bad thoughts and you do exercise and you put some music on as well it, it's like you can just forget about everything you can block out all the bad thoughts you've had and for that hour you're just in like a trance it's like exercise is a drug yeah it, yeah, it, it is fully it's endorphin is, like, release isn't it which yeah. is what you get from drugs you yeah. get endorphins so I think exercise coupled with some really sound thinking or maybe some good advice and, and some support you can you can really start to make changes and you, you start to gain confidence and it just spills over into all aspects of of who yeah. you are yeah people start to have more respect for you you have more respect for yourself that's the main thing respecting yourself yeah that's, more respect that's all that for matters. yourself because i think that when i was i was reading a book and this was Ant militant's book on fear and it says there's three types of fear but they're all under the underlying fear that we all have is the fear of not being good enough. And that's where all fears come from. So fear of suffering, you might think, oh, I'll break my leg climbing that because I'm not good enough to climb it. You think, oh, the fear of, of confrontation, you, you only fear that because you feel you're not good enough to, to put your point across to people. And the same with the fear of failure. That's exactly what it is. It's I'm, I don't feel like I'm good enough. And the only person that's deciding that is you. Yeah. Which is crazy. I know. I think maybe f you can probably identify with this and it would be like the topic of self-sabotage. Oh, yeah. That's a good topic. It's a big to talk topic. Because it's almost like if you are... That basically would mean to me that if you're doing well yeah. in life, you feel like you're doing too well. Yeah. And it's not that anyone's telling you you're doing too well. You just think, oh, you know what? I'm, f I'm feeling good. How can I just derail myself right now? And you think about how to do it and you're like, right, I've got the, I've got the easy uh, points to turn to. I could do, do some drugs, alcohol, gamble. You've got all these vices out there yeah. that are so easily accessible as well. It's not like it's, not like it's hard to get hold of any of these things or do any of these things. And it's so easy. You could just literally just take your life from moving like this, just and literally just crash and burn. Yeah, and the reason in why a day as well. It, it doesn't take long. Literally, your mind can just switch. It's the mind's such a complex thing. 
But it's weird, that mentality that you can be doing so well, but just one, one move, one yeah. thought, and you can change everything. The reason why I bring that up is because I feel like it's actually something to be identified because I found myself doing that um, just when I was at university. And I, didn't, I wasn't doing it consciously, but looking back on it subconsciously, I was fucking things up for myself. And I think um, you can, a lot of people, and I personally don't really do this, but I know a lot of people can sometimes, if they find a relationship they're very happy with, uh, they can subconsciously try and fuck that up because yeah. they don't believe yeah. themselves worthy yeah. of love. But I've been in. Yeah, one thing I do find is um, if you identify it and you understand that there is a subconscious within you that will try and self-sabotage things, yeah. I think it's a lot easier to figure out when that's happening. So I just thought it was a good point to mention because if you, if you find yourself getting a bit better and then falling massively back again, that's probably what you're doing subconsciously. I'd say a big thing, like... Uh, as someone that's gone through this, a big bit of advice I'd give on this is if you do fall off the rails and it, like I say, it only takes a day to do that, yeah. you could continue that on for months, years. If you can literally quickly recognise it, it's a relapse. So obviously, like anyone that's addicted to any substance, any anything, any yeah. thrill, they're going to have a relapse at some point, potentially, statistically speaking. Yeah. They could be... You can be cleaning off alcohol for 10 years, but suddenly something hits you, like maybe you've got a bereavement, anything like that, you just hit the bottle again. Now, from that point, you could then just literally, you've gone 10 years without it, you suddenly get a taste for it again. You could do 10 years back on it. But if you recognize that that is a slip-up and you accept that it's a slip-up, you can cut it dead the next day. Yeah. You can just It's not a problem that you've had you've been sober 10 years and then suddenly you've had one drink or you've had a lot of drinks in a short yeah. space of time. It's very easy, I think. And it's weird how the human mind's wired because it's almost like, you know what, I have messed up now. Yeah. I might as well just carry on. That's and it's almost like your brain's telling you. You're, they're like, you, you went 10 years there with nothing. You yeah. literally were straight living, good Christian boy. <laughs> but he literally went 10 years. Yeah. And then you've slipped up. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. But... Doesn't really matter. Don't fuck up the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just... It's about recognising it. You can stop that there. I think that, that happens with a lot of the way the mind works and the psychology of it. Yeah, I don't I think, know why. I don't know I why it happens. I don't get why. How I view it is if you build up a, a streak, let's say, a streak of days, uh, not yeah, drinking... Yeah, yeah. The body uh, thinks that the streak is now reset because it's had a blip in the system. So, and yeah, I, I think can. it's actually, I, I actually think the way that the like anonymous groups deal with these sort of things for drugs, alcohol, gambling, oh, yeah. I don't think they should put as much of a heavy emphasis on the the, the, days. Whole, the whole sequential days. Like I I'm, think that's what fucks. I'm it. two years yeah. non-sober because so, uh, I'm two years off drugs or alcohol or, yeah. or gambling because as soon as someone has a relapse. They've got to start from the beginning. Yeah, it's just so like saying than, I'm five years yeah. away from fucking up. Yeah, it's, and now I'm, it's like oh, I have to do another I know two I'm years. Fuck up. It's like it, oh no, it's fine. You didn't drink today, just don't drink tomorrow. Uh, you, oh, you yeah. drank today. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Just don't drink tomorrow. I it, think yeah, taking yeah. it a day at a time is a nice thing that people take say. it one day I at a like time. That. One step, one step in front of the other. Yeah, one day at a time. They're quite nice quite cuddly statements but they yeah. actually work because yeah. if you do take it one it's day easy. at a time you can you can address the problem straight away because you can break anything down you might be in the shittest situation in the world and you can say all right what can i do right now well i can go out for a run 
and that will be good for my body and I'll have a better mindset. And when I get back, I'll have some healthy food and I'm not going to drink tonight yeah. because I drank last night and that was bad. I feel like shit, but I'm going to run, fix it, whatever. And I think that applies to anything. You might gamble and you might gamble a lot, but you might go, look, I've spent all that money. I'm going to yeah. cut down this month and I'm not going to spend any more and I'm not going to gamble again. You take it one day at a time. I think that's a better way of putting it. Exactly. That's, well, that's perfect. I'm hoping that, um, I don't know if anyone who wa- watches this has anything like that, but I'm sure some people do because I know I, I do. And I think yeah. most people have it, even if it's not yeah. one of the, the main ones, drugs, alcohol, gambling. I'm sure people have their vice. Tell you what as well, this is a potentially unpopular uh, opinion on it as well. I feel like the help groups that you mentioned, the anonymous mm. groups, the Alcoholics Anonymous... Uh, the GA, the Gambling Anonymous. Because you've I been feel like to, they almost. I've I've been along to all of them. You've been to all of yeah, them. Yeah, I've been to all of them, to experience it, uh, just to see what goes on. I actually personally feel that it encourages the problem. Why massively? Why? Encourages why the do problem. you think that? You you what you the thing that's so mad about this? Let's take gambling for an example. It, it relates to all of them: drinking, drugs. So it all relates. So you literally, you are dependent now on a substance Mm. or something to get you high. Basically, I know what a good idea is. I'm going to go and sit in a room of other people who've got exactly the same problem as I have and are going to talk in detail about how they like getting high. And I like getting high as well. So we've all instantly got a common ground. Like, who do, you, who do you meet in the street that you've got a common ground with? Like, you meet a girl, whatever. You, you instantly you have a chat. You might not know if you have common ground for a while. You might do all the small talk, go through that. You'll start, you're at a starting point in these anonymous groups where you've all got that common ground. And that common ground is your biggest vice. Okay. So you're potentially meeting people that you could just befriend off the bat. Because they all get you. They all, they all understand the, the problem. Do you, They've um, all got it. I just want to play devil's advocate here. Okay, yeah. Would you think that maybe those people are looking at it from a different view, all related to you, because they all have the, they all have the feeling and the want to stop doing what you do? So you're actually full of, in a group full of people that are willing to make change and better themselves. So maybe they would be good people to be around. Yeah, it's a good opposition to the argument. I, I'm not, not sure even how I feel about it, but I just yeah. thought that's, I guess that's the other side of it. Yeah, then definitely people want to make a conscious change. Mm. Like they're, they're very committed. And by going to these groups, that is what they need. And they, they do take it day by day, but they also have their, their list. I've seen people in these meetings where they've got their book out and they've ticked off the days that they've been clean. And then they've ticked off their relapses and stuff like that. How do you think mindset and addiction are related to each other? I just think it's it's a very interesting one because it's almost like an automatic response from the synapse in the brain addiction. Your brain is literally betraying you because mm. logic would say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But my brain's telling me to do it. So I'm driven by my brain. Ultimately, and, the, and my I body guess... moves as a result of my brain. I'm walking towards that that voice. My idea of it would be that may, that the brain is obviously driven by pleasure. And if you are in a... I think the times that I've, I've drank too much or too many days in a row or 
things like that, it's always been days that I haven't maybe been as happy. So yeah. I do think that maybe addiction is bred from like maybe a less happy and, and fulfilled that. state of mind. That would make sense. Yeah. To, if you're down, if you're down you get about the something to level. And then I think the body just starts to need that up. And that's why it does it because it thinks it needs the up. But yeah. really, it doesn't need that at all. That's a bad, bad thing. Yeah. But it's just trickery, brain trickery. I think mind, uh, the big thing about mindset coming into it is if you do genuinely want to stop doing one of these things, then you can. Yeah. I think if you were going to give, if you were going to give someone now a tip, one tip for dealing with addiction, what would it be? And we're sort of, we're trying to round up the, the episode. Yeah. Here. Yeah. What would you say a number one tip would be? Or a number one mindset tip either. Addiction or mindset. Something to, that people could take and better themselves with. Yeah. Again, taking every day as it comes. So, literally accepting that if you do slip up on your diet smoking drinking that you could that's just a day that's just one day out of 365 in a whole year that you've done it that's a massive achievement yeah you've broken your streak who gives a fuck about your streak you got a streak on snapchat you got a streak on the toilet seat <laughs> i don't give a fuck what streak you've got just Flipping, just start the next day as a new one. Yeah. Start fresh. So yeah, just don't write the flipping year off or the, the the next ten years off because you slipped up. Just start the next day as you mean to go on and just carry on. Nice. Mine would be. Don't be too hard on yourself. You know no. what I mean. I'd say mine would be my mindset tip and tip for bettering yourself in general would be challenge yourself um, more. Yeah. Challenge yourself more, link it to things that you know you can achieve. Um, even if it's not physical exercise, it might be a passion that you've got. You might want to make something or something like that. Do these little challenges and then challenge yourself to complete them because each one builds Just up your confidence. Bigger and bigger. And it gets bigger and bigger. And it can start with, I'm going to run one mile and I'm going to do it in 10 minutes and that's it. And you tick it off and you've completed it. Bang. It's a good feeling that. And it doesn't take a lot. Or it might just be, I'm a bit of a slob at the moment. I'm going to clean the dishes and clean my flat. Yeah. And you tick that off and it builds that confidence. But yeah, I think that's all for the today's episode. I, I thought that was a good conversation. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we were obviously meant to have, if you watched till the end of last one, we meant to have an entrepreneur on today um, for episode two. Uh, we just had to reschedule the interview. So it'll actually be episode three um, that he'll be on. But we're still, yeah, super... Super excited about talking with him and getting yep. his opinions on starting businesses and stuff. But we thought Mindset was probably a good episode to do in the meantime, um, especially with the marathon. So, yeah, I hope yeah. you've enjoyed it. And um, we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the other side. Peace on the out. other side. Limitless. Limitless Army. Limitless Army. <laughs> <laughs>